Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stay Paid, the sales and marketing podcast where we give you the most actionable advice on the internet to help you live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. That is the key, taking action. My name's Luke Acri. I'm the president of Reminder Media, and I am without my partner in crime today. So Josh is out of the office. He could not make it in on this podcast, but do not worry because we have a superstar on this podcast today. We have another amazing interview, guys. And I want to just read you guys the bio of this gentleman, Eric. Eric Fang, in 2013, Eric spoke for the first time in the Million Dollar Roundtable Experience, a prestigious industry conference attended by over 6,000 financial services professionals from all over Asia. Eric received his first standing ovation, and his career as a sales strategist took off. He became the guy to talk to if you want to become highly sought after in your market. Today, he is a well-known personality in the financial service, real estate, and direct marketing industry in Asia, having spoken in 20 cities to more than 50,000 salespeople. And I was told that this year, he's also been invited to speak in Prague and in Budapest. He is well known for his book, The Future of Selling, which details the new rules of selling in a world heavily disrupted by AI and technology. Eric's company was tasked by the Singapore government to develop a national level sales program that will help prepare over 160,000 salespeople in Singapore for their future. So without further ado, I want to welcome to the podcast, Eric. So Eric, welcome to Stay Paid. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Leo. It's a huge pleasure to be here in your yeah. podcast. So uh, super excited to have you. I had the privilege of he hearing Eric do a keynote at one of, a, one of the conferences that I was privileged to speak at, and he talked about the future of selling, which is his book, but more than that, he gave really tangible and practical advice, because Eric obviously is helping not only salespeople, guys, but he's helping real estate agents, he's helping financial services professionals, so really applicable to the people that we have listening to this, and he, he talked about practical advice of really growing your business and how to become sought after in your market, which is key, because you need to obviously be building the relationships in your market to grow your business and to drive sales. So Eric, what I want you to do is I want you to give us kind of your story, kind of introduce us to, you know, the audience in, you know, how did you get to where you're at? Tell us a little bit of your journey. And then from there, we'll dive into maybe your book, The Future of Selling, and then this whole idea of becoming highly sought after in the market. Absolutely. So um, my, my story is an easy one, because uh, I think since first grade, I've always wanted to be a teacher. Uh, maybe because I'm just super fond of my own primary school teacher. I think you guys call it, what do you call primary school for you? Mine's, uh, is it grade school? Yeah, grade school. But I mean, I've heard primary yeah. school as well. I, I, to my audience listening to this, I was actually homeschooled, if you, if you guys don't know that. So you're probably talking to the wrong wow. guy that understands uh, school because <laughs> I was homeschooled my whole, my whole grade school career. <laughs> When I was like uh, six years old, I, I really knew I wanted to be a teacher to the extent where, you know, little kids will be playing computer games uh, at home. I will be doing fake teaching, you know, so I'll like teach to my teddy bears and I just enjoy it. Uh, when I was in high school, so I was about 13, 14 years old, I would actually stay back in class to start teaching myself, playing with a chalkboard, oh, uh, wow. playing with a projector. Yeah, it's just I kind of like the idea of teaching and repeating everything that the teacher said. It's kind of crazy, actually, because you're talking to an empty class. One day I got caught. 
by my teacher and he, he was like, what are you doing? What are you talking to yourself? I said, no, I'm not talking to myself. I'm teaching myself. <laughs> he said, Eric, if you want to teach, why not you go teach some of your weaker friends, right? Let's hold a remedial class. So my love for teaching was made, uh, nurtured thanks to him. And later on, I had a tuition teacher who uh, kind of uh, gave me a chance to start teaching in a class. So so I've always wanted to be a teacher and that that's pretty much clear. Um, but it was actually when I started studying in States. So I was studying in UPenn for about one and a half years. It's a double degree program. And I got introduced to the world of motivational speaking where I realized that, wow, you can actually be like a superstar on stage. Uh, you don't just teach, but you teach it in an energetic way where it inspires people. So the seed was planted when I came back to Singapore in uh, 2001, uh, 2006, actually, when I graduated. I, I told myself I'm going to be a corporate trainer, right? But I realized that in Singapore, being a corporate trainer, you are essentially like a prostitute. Uh, you're, you're really horrible. <laughs> bad. Uh, I remember back then I was being paid about, what, $500 an hour? Uh, sorry, a day, right? Oh, $500 wow. okay. a day. And I would wait at home for someone to pick up the phone to call me to say that, hey, Eric, guess what? Um, there is a senior trainer that dropped out. Uh, you're going to replace his class. And I'll ask him, I'll say, oh, that's great. What, what is he teaching? Oh, he's teaching about regulations and compliance. And I was like, oh, but I, I'm a communication guy. He said, it doesn't matter. Do you want a $500? I said, yeah, I want a $500. He said, okay, I'll give you the lesson plan. I'll give you the cost notes. You go teach it. Wow. So my life was like that for three years where I was essentially going from, you know, sometimes making $500 a month to maybe at best $2,000 a month. It was so difficult to, to get the training engagements I want. Uh, it doesn't help that I was only about 24 years old. I was extremely young and I get challenged a lot in class. Uh, and the fact that, you know, the quality of the students is actually very low because they did not pay for the class, right? So the, just imagine, you know, Luke, you're in class, you're trying to do a good job and these guys are all cross hands, you know, looking at you, judging you, uh, want to make your day horrible and they will question you. So that was my life for three years. And one day I... And, to make it worse, I joined a speaker association, hoping that I can get some mentorship. And uh, one of the senior veteran speaker who I admire a lot, uh, I, I asked him, I said, I want to be like you. How do I be like you? He said, well, lose all your hair or grow some white hair and then come and join our industry. <laughs> so exactly the thing that I was extremely young. So it was quite demoralizing. But the love of teaching has never, have never changed. I met one guy. His name is Ron Kaufman. He's a celebrity speaker in the area of customer service. He said this to me, he said, Eric, here's the brutal reality of our business world. Until you become a somebody, no one's going to appreciate you. Mm. Until you become a somebody, nobody appreciates you. That was my very first introduction to personal branding. I realized that I was treated like sh because I positioned myself as a commodity. Mm. I was just one out of the thousands of trainers, a dime a dozen. And until I start positioning myself as an authority, no one's ever going to treat me as somebody. Mm. So this was the beginning in 2012 where I decided that, you know what, instead of just being a trainer, I want to be first an expert in something who happens to train, speak and coach. There's a big difference. Mm. If you are just a trainer, you're, you're just communicating a topic, but it's not yours. But if people see you as an authority, that's when they treat you like a celebrity. So I started asking myself, who is the market that I really want to serve, that I feel passionate towards, and I have easy access to them? And number two, what topic am I good at teaching that people would be willing to pay money for? 
the minute I decided these two questions, it was very clear that I have a certain market I can go after. And I started working a lot on my visibility, my credibility and my popularity in the area. Uh, so cut a long story short, I decided that I love going after salespeople because I have the same mentality with them. If I'm, I, if I don't train, I'll be a salesman. Right? I'll be a good salesman. <laughs> I love selling. Oh, I can tell, man. I love it. And I'm very goal oriented. But during that time, I had a topic that I was crazy about. And that is, how do you make yourself attractive? That was just something, maybe because I wasn't attractive back then in school. So I've always wanted to know, you know, how do I draw attention? How do I get people to like me? Right. How do I get people to buy what I sell? So I started reading a lot about it. I started paying attention to people who are attractive to figure out what they do. And I started using Facebook as a platform mm. to start teaching. You see, the, the thing is, today, right, our biggest problem, those of you who are listening to this, your biggest problem is not that you do not have customers. Your biggest problem is your prospects are not paying attention to you. That's the fundamental problem. It's no longer just about effort. It's no longer about the numbers game where as long as I approach a potential prospect, I will have a chance to sell. Because the truth of the matter is power is no longer in the hands of a salesman. Yes. Internet took the power away from us. We no longer have knowledge as our unfair advantage. Number two, we have a lot of competition. So even if I don't pick you, I can pick somebody else, a dime a dozen. Mm. So the very first thing I learned when I was building my own personal brand is I need to first be able to capture the attention of my prospects. And when I capture the attention of my prospect, I need to get them to spend a tremendous amount of time with me. So let's Because talk the more time we Sorry? No, no, yeah, no, keep going. Finish that sentence because, I mean, I'm not interrupting you because, guys, this is gold. I'm learning right now. So the more time, go yeah. ahead and finish that, and I have a question for you. The first game I need to win is I need to capture your attention. But after capturing your attention, I'm only a follower. Right. A follower is something that gives you attention, but he hasn't given you money yet because before a person can give you their money, they need to first give you their time. So I need to start turning my most loyal followers into community members or subscribers. Yes. I need to start getting them to spend more time with me. Now I could do that offline by inviting them to a seminar to learn from me or inviting them to a social event to get to know me. Or I can get them to opt in into a mailing list where they get to learn from me online. But the bottom line is sales today is no longer an event. It's a process. I need to first get your attention, get you to follow me. And the easiest way to do that is on social media because that's where all our attention is. Right. But I have a strategy to get you to spend more time with me because the more time you spend with me, the more you like me, the more you trust me. And these two, likability and credibility, become catalysts for a sales conversation. Yes. And then you what you do best. Dude, man, he is so dropping so much fire right now. I'm just listening to this learning myself. That's an unbelievable story. So many good points that you just shared there. One that I have so much camaraderie with that you talked about early on in your journey, which is you know, you're young and people don't trust you when you're young. I'm actually, you know, just turning 30 years old. I mean, I had a comment. I had a comment on our Facebook ad the other day that I was, uh, some gentleman was saying, hey, go grow up and come back or something like that when you when you learn something. So I think so many of our audience can have camaraderie with not even it's not about age. It's about knowledge, right? It's about 
you know, you feel like, you know, if you just get into real estate, I don't know about real estate. You almost feel like your buyer knows more than you. And so you come from a place of defense and not a place of authority, not a place of altitude. So that is a huge critical point. But then you talk about what I believe so passionately which is, hey, how do you become industry synonymous? Which means when people think of real estate, they think of Luke Acree. Or when people think of motivational coaching, they think of Eric, right? So how do you become industry synonymous? But then how do you get people to know you like you and trust you because that is the trifecta that gives you the yes. ability to present something that gives you the ability to close a deal. So let's talk about this because we're talking about, you know, becoming the authority figure. Let's talk about how does a real estate agent, how does a financial advisor that's just starting in this business, how do they become the authority figure? What are some tangible strategies that they can take? Cause you mentioned Facebook, but how do they utilize yes. that pl platform? What should they send? So let's break it down. Yep. Step number one, we need to start, okay, so let's say I'm coaching somebody who is very new in the real estate industry, right? So I would start asking him, what specific group of people does he has intimate knowledge about or he has easy access to? So it could be that potentially because of my previous job uh, as a, a middle manager, I have access to a lot of uh, working professionals. Or could be my dad is an entrepreneur and therefore many of his friends are entrepreneurs. I have a lot of knowledge about how these business owners think. Mm -hmm. So the very first question to ask when we are building our authority is, who do you want to influence? That's the very first question. Now you may not have certainty like, oh, I want to go after lawyers, but you have to have a rough guide of two to three markets that you have a chance of building an influence. That's the very first question. Now, the minute you've decided that I want to go after a certain profession, I want to go after a certain profession like a business owners, the second question you need to ask is, where are they hanging out? Too many people are making the mistake of jumping on a social media platform without first asking themselves who they want to influence. Mm. Say, for example, you know, you, you want to go after people who are business owners. Question is, are they on Instagram? But because if they're not on Instagram, but maybe they're on LinkedIn, then we've got to figure out how to use LinkedIn to our advantage. So I always believe that the customer is the boss. They decide the kind of content I produce. They decide the kind of platform I should be on. So we, we set up the second guys, one. The guys, don't miss what he just talked about there because we get this question all the time. Should I be on Snapchat? Should I be using Instagram to grow my business? Understand what he just said because I, I just wrote that down, just took a note for myself. The customer is the boss. They decide yes. what content you send. They decide where you go. That is huge. That takes the risk off of you. That takes the, you don't have to be the marketing expert. The customer's telling you what to do. The customer's telling you where to go. I love that. You just, you just got to go where they go. Yep. That's the rule of that. Oh, there's the fishes are swimming there. I'm there. Nice. Right. The whole idea is get them to know you, you see. So step one, you know who you want to influence and to decide who you want to influence. The two metrics is who do you have easy access to or who do you have intimate knowledge about? Number two, you have to decide what's the platform you want to be on. Now, number three is where you need to start putting out content. Content is the currency of internet. Without content, there's no way you can generate the leads that you want. I'll show you how to generate leads in a short while. Nice. I'll show you how to turn the light to a sales appointment. But the key is you need to produce content. Now, so in my training, I would then tell them that the content has to be attention grabbing. So let's ask ourselves, what do we have today in our pockets that is an expert in capturing attention? 
And obviously, the answer would be your phone, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. And then the next question you will ask them is, why is a mobile phone attractive? Why is it attention grabbing? It's not because of the phone. It's because of all the apps that you have on the phone, mm. which leads me to the next question. What is your favorite app? So for you, Luke, what was your favorite app? Or what is your favorite so app? So probably the app I use the most, which believe is Waze. Just because of oh. the traffic around Philadelphia and the traffic, I don't know what's going to be predictable in my morning coming. So I literally check Waze every single day, which is a GPS app, basically, if you don't know. so. Oh, I, we know Waze is yes. very popular in Malaysia. Nice. Yeah. So for my favorite app, I have two favorite apps. One is Things. It's a to-do list. Mm. So I, I go to that app and I, I work through it through the end of the day. Obviously, the second app is Instagram. I'm, I'm like super on Instagram, right? So if every one of you guys start throwing me your favorite apps, I can easily categorize the apps into three categories. The first category of apps are what we call Waze, Things, Gmail, Safari. These are what we call utility apps. Utility apps are apps that help you make your life better. The next group of apps that you would throw at me would be WhatsApp, Line, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, WeChat. All these are what we call social apps. They are apps that allow you to connect with people. The last apps that you will tell me would be things like Spotify, YouTube. Uh, over here, we have Leaks of Legend, Mobile Legends. These are all the computer <laughs> These are what we call entertainment apps, right? Fun apps. Right. So think about it. We have three apps that captures our attention. Utility apps, social apps, and entertainment apps. Within these three apps, it already teaches us what kind of content would capture the attention of our prospects. It has to be content that either teaches, content that allows us to get to know you, social, or content that is viral in nature, that's fun and entertaining. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. So when you put three, when you, so now you know, okay, great, Eric, I got it. I need to put three types of content out there. I need to put educational content. I need to put content that allows people to know me, specifically my values. Because people don't buy what you sell. People buy who you stand for. Yep. And how I know what you stand for? By your values. And then the last one is, come on, people go on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook to be entertained. So I need to have some clickbait, you know, I need to have some viral funny content that allows you to capture the attention of the audience. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Hey, I'm telling my crew back here, are we taking notes back here on this? This is gold. <laughs> so now we talk about content. So we can we can go on one step deeper, right? So if I'm an I'm a new financial advisor, if I'm a new real estate agent, your job is not to play the role of an expert. You can't, it's the angle, but you're not there yet. Your job is to play the role of a learner. Great. Now you're in the real estate industry. Now you get to understand the inner workings of the real estate industry. Your job is to report. What have you learned? Mm. You're hanging out with a real estate agent. Have a conversation with him. What is one thing that most people who are buying a property, what's something that they do not know about buying a property? What is a, a little mistake, a common mistake that people tend to make when it comes to funding their first property? Your job is to get all these tips and hacks that you can share with the people. Can you see the angle? You don't come from the angle of expert. You're not there yet. Yes. People tell you if you're an expert. 
So the, the first role that you play, the persona you need to put across when you're teaching is, hey, you know what? I'm learning so much. I'm going to share with you what I've learned. What this is so That's key and what you're getting at is why it's so amazing as I'm just listening to this is because why do people not want to use social media? Why do they not want to get on there and try to be the Gary Vee and Grant Cardone? Because they feel unauthentic. They do not feel like they are actually authentic. What you're talking about and the angle you're presenting this in is so amazing because this is authentic. I'm learning and I'm going to share with you what I learn, which eventually will place me as the expert eventually because people will know me that way. So that's amazing. man. I love that. And overcomes the fear that everybody has and jumping on social media, doing a Facebook live at their open house or, or answering questions about the market. They feel like they're maybe being not authentic because they're not truly the expert. They've only been doing real estate, let's say one year, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Don't create content, document your content, document your learning journey. Yes. Now this is what I would, so let's go back to the scenario where I'm a new real estate agent. My, my job right now is I'm going to give a telephone call to every person that I know that falls under the target market. I want to go after. Maybe I want to go after all the uh, service professional, the lawyers, the accountant, the doctors. Now, I'm going to meet them or I'm going to call them and I say, hey, you know what, Josh? Or hey, you know what, Luke? Um, guess what? I recently switched career. I'm right now in the real estate industry. Here's why I joined the industry. But the reason why I called is because now that I'm in the industry, I'm privy to all the insider knowledge. I'm just wondering, if you have an expert in real estate talking to you right now, what would be questions that you would love to ask that person? Mm. Compile those questions and start finding answers. Answer enough of those people's questions in their head, you end up becoming an expert. Because let me tell you something, nobody likes an agent, nobody likes a salesman, but we all love teachers. You need to start positioning yourself as a teacher. Yes, we do. My wife's actually a special education teacher, so we all do love <laughs> teachers. Shout out to you, babe. We love <laughs> teachers. Yeah, <laughs> No, I love that. Okay, so you're asking questions. And so, guys, if you uh, didn't catch what he just said, call your people and ask them, hey, if you had an expert in real estate or if you had, let's say you're in finance, if you had an expert in financial services, what are the questions you would ask them? And when they give you those questions, go and find the answers. If you don't have the answers, go find them because that's your content. That's literally the content of what you now need to turn into nurture campaigns and stuff. You're killing two birds with one stone because if you give them value, the next step they will say, okay, so what do we do next? You might get yourself a sale. Yes. So talk to us about, okay, so I, I'm the real estate agent. I'm taking action on what you're talking about. So I'm breaking down my content into educational, more you know, social, get to know me, and then entertainment, right? So I start figuring out the educational content by literally reaching out to my people and going, what do you want to know? What do you want to yeah. know, uh, know about? When I get that... How do I translate that into actionable, tangible, practical things that I do every day? Would it, would it be a post? Would it be a blog? Like, how do you advise people now that I know, oh my goodness, you know, Mark, he wants to know this about video content. How do I then go about getting that information to Mark? Do you, do you suggest people get into blog writing? What would you suggest they do? I, I, I would not suggest you to go into blog writing so soon because blog sounds like a lot of commitment. Hmm. So all you need to do is, first of all, decide, are you on LinkedIn? Are you on Instagram or are you on Facebook? Uh, the easiest thing you could do is just do a Q&A. So in other words, because anyway, on Facebook especially, people scroll, you see, people don't read. So you want to be as uh, succinct as possible. So the, the best thing to do is have a nice picture because picture captures a thousand words and put the question on the picture. 
right? The question could be, how do I make sure that I could buy my second property without incurring more bank loans, for example? Right. You put that question down, and because that, that question will capture my attention, I would then stop and read your post, and your post is the answer. Hmm. So my, my post will be the answer to the question. And then there must be a call for action. The call for action is, if you have more questions relating to investing, finding money for your first home, uh, feel free to private message me. I'll be happy to answer more questions. So you're constantly inviting people to take a second step with you to spend more time with you. So that's the call for action. Now that's the passive way of getting leads. The active way of getting leads is once you do your post, people will start liking your post, right? Correct. And then for every like that you get, you will send them a private message or a direct message and say, hey, Luke, I noticed that you recently liked my post on this question. So how do you like the answer? Was that helpful for you? Wait yeah. for an answer. That's gold. Once that person finished, you, you drop another question. You say, do you know what, Luke? A person very similar to you once asked another question. Is that something that you will have to have answer as well? Oh, you want an answer? Well, let's meet up. I'd be happy to share that with you. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Look how he turned so that into an appointment, guys. He turned that into appointment from someone. He took control. That I love the proactive nature of what you just did. Someone likes your post on Instagram or likes your post on Facebook. It's, it's a post about an educational piece of content that you put out. And you now email them a private message. And then you give them kind of a bait, which is, hey, everybody else that has, you know, talked to me about this question, they also want to know the answer to X, Y, and Z. So you're kind of baiting them in based upon like social peer pressure almost or curiosity. And then from there, you switch it to where I'm not going to give you the answer over email. Let's meet for coffee. So I love that, man. Or let's set up an appointment on the phone so I can talk to you about it. What is the best if this guy is truly committed? Because remember, Luke, well, saying there's a process. I need you to pay attention, which you did. Now I need you to start spending more time with me because the minute you spend more time with me and you get value, you start to trust me enough to give me the listing or to give me an opportunity to negotiate a deal for you. So Correct. that's the whole process. But I'm going to, I'm going to go one more step deeper. Now, for those of you who like, who are, who are shy in front of the camera, that method will work, right? Just text. However, take advantage of video, right? Because I mean, ultimately, it's a lot easier to relate to you if I can see you. Now, my experience of people in America is that you guys are extremely comfortable in front of the camera. I may be wrong, <laughs> but so far, you guys are extremely, you're, you're not camera shy. We Asians, uh, we can be quite camera shy. So my problem is trying to get my followers to, to film, right? right? So I have to cajole them by telling Hey, you know what? You can download apps that will make you look good. You know, there's makeup and all that kind of stuff. But if you guys have a little bit more courage, I would encourage you to switch on the video, the, the phone, and say, hey, guys, today someone asked me this question. Here's my answer. That would be even better. Yes, I would that's agree. Not all. So that's just video. And, and that's just written content. But you know, Luke, if you do that on a consistent basis, you will end up having 100 questions, 200 questions. Out of the 200 questions, you can pick the best 30 questions and you can compile that into an ebook. And using the ebook as a lead magnet, as a bait, you can now collect email addresses to build your mailing list. Because all the people that come to your Facebook, they are just traffic. You don't own them. Yes. But the minute you create content and the content is, is created every day because every day you're answering questions, you're getting business. 
And the, if you keep getting the same question, it means that question has value, right? Correct. You put that in an ebook. Yeah, it's you're literally you giving them, you're giving your audience what they're asking for. Guys, if you want to know more details about like lead magnets and how to do that, we did a whole stay paid podcast on it, what Eric's talking about right here. Putting together an ebook is super simple. And the key, what he's just saying is, it's not your content, meaning it is. You're sourcing it, you're gathering it, but they're giving you the content so you don't have to sit down to a blank piece of paper and write a whole ebook from scratch. You're literally just answering the questions that your people want to hear. Man, this is unbelievable stuff, guys. How he's teaching you to use social platforms, to use educational content, to draw people in, to get them to spend time with you because Remember, the, the premise of our whole company, the premise of this podcast is that every deal that's ever closed is closed off the backbone of a relationship. And that relationship nice. can only take place is if they know you, which is obviously posting, whether it's, you know, the utility type content, right? So, or the, you know, relational content or the entertainment content, then they have to like you and they have to trust you. That trifecta is what you're trying to get. So tell us, so now that we get the, you know, this whole process, what's the number one mistake you see? You've worked with thousands of salespeople, right? What's the number one mistake you see as these people that are listening to this today, they're going to set out to try to do this. Where's the number one mistake you see people fail? The number one mistake that people make is perfection. Mm. Perfection. So they put out content and they get one like. And they get demoralized. They go like, oh my God, you know, nobody likes my post. I've, I've been uh, there. You got to understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been there too. <laughs> and you have to understand that it's because you're not playing by the rules of the platform. Now, so let's talk a bit about Facebook. Right. Obviously, my encouragement to you is if you guys want to go Facebook or on Facebook, you should set up a Facebook page. The reason why you should set up a Facebook page because it allows you to do advertisement which is extremely important to reach out to a bigger group. But number two, because Facebook page have this thing called insights which allow you to understand your followers. Like for example, because of insights, I know that the best time to put out content for me is 9 p.m. Singapore time because that's where most of my followers are alive. So basic, we need to set up a page. Now the next step, you must understand, Facebook wants to make money from us. So do you know that the engagement ratio for Facebook page is very little, it's, it's about 2% or maybe even lesser. Correct. So if you have only 100 followers, you only have two people reading your post. And if two people are reading your post, you get one like, that's very good, 50% conversion rate. <laughs> so, step number one is to not bother about the likes. Step number one is to make posting a habit. I don't care if you are you only have one person, but do it for yourself. Do it as part of your journaling of what you have learned. And plus, there is a very simple hack you guys can do right now to make sure more people see your post. So what I tell my followers is this. Uh, do you guys have WhatsApp in America? Yeah, we do. Mm -hmm. So what we do is, do you know that whenever you post a post, if you hit the timestamp, which is like 12 p.m. or 1 p.m., it links you to the post URL, true? Right. The URL to the post. I tell my followers to screenshot a post picture add the URL there and send it to all their customers and all their prospects and say, hey, recently someone asked me a question. I figured that you probably asked the same question. If you do, click on the link, go look at my answer. Yeah, so cool. you're directly back. You're training them to keep coming back to Facebook. And when Facebook realized that, hey, these guys are engaging your posts, they will start showing more of your posts to these people. 
it becomes a positive cycle. Oh, that's a great hack. Great hack. Because one of the struggles with Facebook, especially when you do the business page, right? We all know we have to do a business page because if you missed it, guys, what Eric's saying is having a business page allows you to do advertisements so you can pay to get engagement, right? But it also more importantly allows you to do what he talked about, which is understanding your audience when they're online, when they engage with your posts. But we all know the struggle with Facebook is they never see my post. They never see my post. So that hack is absolutely brilliant. So you talk about the number one mistake you see is people suffer from perfection where they they are embarrassed because they only get one like I've been there too. You've been there. I always call it that, you know, the number one thing I see new agents in real estate fail with is they never choose a system to run consistently or what I call like a playbook to run consistently because they're searching for the magic play. They're searching for the magic system that does not exist. And the key is to just pick a system, i.e. post, you know, two, three times a day and consistently do it. And that consistency is what will produce results. Not just the fact that you're posting. I mean, the content has to be good. Don't get me wrong. But as you choose a system, it starts self-evolving and you get to perfect the system to fit your niche that you're going after. Absolute gold, man. So, oh man, this is awesome. So I could go all day. We're going to have to have you back on the podcast because I could go all day talking about this because he just gave you guys an unbelievable way to attract new clients, to build a relationship with them, and then also turn those into appointments. So maybe our next podcast we do together, man, we could talk about what you do at the appointment. Like what do you do to actually get them to the appointment? But I want to ask you some kind of personal questions because you're super successful, right? And there's two questions I always ask the people that come on uh, an interview on stay paid because we're all searching for the formula let's say for success and we just talked about guys there's no magic formula so when eric answers these questions it's not this is not the magic formula but first question that i have for you is what do you do every single day to drive success in your life and in your business like is there any type of routine or any things that you do every day that's driven success for you that you could share with the audience I think that I have a morning routine and uh, I always believe that how you start your day would determine how you end your day um, so obviously my morning routine changes. So, so unlike most people that probably wake up at a certain time and they probably do a lot of exercising. I know Luke does that. So yeah. I, I'm always in how you do it. I'm going to work on that. But I believe that we need to deliberately infuse ourselves with a lot of positive motivation. Because the truth of the matter is as a sales guy, we're going to face a lot of resistance. We're going to face a lot of critics. We're going to face a lot of rejections. There's a lot of negativity in our job. And so because of that, we need to deliberately increase the amount of motivation. So the things I do, for example, would be early in the morning, I have a playlist that are all motivational songs. They're like super high beat. It's, uh, I have one which is the, the good life and, uh, you know, it's just, it just keep going. One Republic, you know, good life, good yeah. life and songs, which is like a million dreams. So I deliberately wake up to songs that are meaningful to me. That's one. Number two, I never ever check emails in the morning because I do not want to show the universe that I'm living according to somebody else's timetable. So I always do the things I want to do in the first one hour. Wow. So I love, I love learning and reading. So I will actually do something for myself, like self love, right? I will read something that, that I, I, that get me excited. 
But you see, the thing is, I plan ahead of time that every morning I'll be reading this book. But most of us, we never plan ahead of time what we want to do in the morning. So if, if I were to, to re-answer your question, this is what I do on a daily basis. Every night before I sleep, I rehearse my day and then I go to bed. So I'll wake up tomorrow morning deciding, okay, what songs I'm going to play. Okay, I'm going to brush my teeth and have some breakfast. I'm going to read this book. I'm going to take notes. And then after that, I'm going to do my Instagram stuff and I'm going to go to work and I'm going to meet this person. I'm going to meet that person. So I, I plan my day deliberately. And I felt that that has, that has been something that allows me to constantly be at a high. I mean, look at it. You know, it's 8.46 p.m. and I don't feel tired because I'm talking to you. I'm doing something I love. And if you look at my Facebook feed, it's everybody I admire or everybody that I want to learn from. There is no negativity in my feed. Hmm. And that's how I stay positive. It's not because of my own energy, but it's because I understand that if I surround myself with people of who inspire me, if I read things that inspires me, and I do things that inspire me, oh, I'm going to end up being an inspiration of somebody else. Oh, man, I love that. And what's so key there is it's a conscious choice. You have to consciously choose to push away the negative in your life. And and I know it sounds corny to a lot of people maybe who are listening to this, but, but it truly is, is that you have to set these routines in your life because I've just been understanding more and more, the older I get the power that routine gives you and the power of commitment. And so many of us just fail to commit to whether it's exercising, eating healthy and all those things. And we get in just a downward spiral where we get discouraged. And then all of a sudden the people in our feed that you're talking about in our Facebook feeds and our Instagram feeds, we get in this downward spiral and then we have negativity in our life. And you know, the successful people, they push all the negativity out of their life, man. They push it out of their life because yeah, they don't they, deliberately, they're consciously doing it because they don't have time for it. And you have to consciously choose to push the negativity out of your life, commit to the things that are healthy, commit to the things that will drive success for you. And that's how you truly can help people. So a lot of people keep the negative in their life because they feel like, oh, I still want to help this person. I don't want to, you know, outcast them or something like that. You can only help that person when you help yourself. I know that seems selfish, but if you're not in a good state, you can't help other people. And so you have to first focus that self love that you're talking about, have to focus on getting yourself right so you can then go out into the world and spread that love to other people. I love that, you know man. Something? Get me inspired, Eric. Psychologically, <laughs> in the first one hour of the day when you do things for yourself, you're actually signaling to the world that you matter. Hmm. And yeah. I think psychologically that there's a lot of weight. This uh, this interview's got me so pumped up, man. You are so good. It's unbelievable. Second question, man, for you. And this will be our final question for the the podcast. But second question for you is, knowing what you know now, I like to ask this question to all successful people. Looking back at your younger years, even a couple years ago, what would you do differently? Because I think everybody who's listening to this, you've walked through a journey that they're trying to go through now. And so what would you do differently? What would you not focus on? What would you, now that you look at it, you go, man, that wasn't important at all. Or what would you go, man, I wish I spent more time focusing on. I wish I spent more time doing this. What would that be for you? Oh my God. Oh, there's so, so big, many things yeah. I wish I had time to change. Mm, I think I overthink a lot, Luke. I, I have a lot of worries, I have a lot of fears, I have a lot of the what if this don't work out 
Um, I mean, a case in point is is developing an online program. You know, this is something that I knew I have to do it years ago. Yeah. But I, I couldn't get started because I have a lot of amazing excuses. And if I can go back in time, you know, the first thing I just want to tell myself is, hey, you know what? Uh, anything that you touch will turn to go as long as you just get started. Because I, I really believe I'm a very blessed man. Cause, That's a great because mantra. Because maybe of my... Yeah, and, and I just feel that if I just keep things, if I just keep walking forward, things will work out eventually. And, and I look at how my life, I do face a lot of struggles. I, I do, I am still facing a lot of struggles, but everything always looked a lot better looking backwards when I realized that every struggle is always a setup for my success. So I would have told my, my, my younger self that, hey, you know what, you're things, man. So all this, the negative stuff you go through, one day you're going to tell a story about it and people are going to cry because you're living what they're living right now and you, you made it and now they can meet it too. So, hey, you know what? Hang in there. Mm. You got a story to tell. Yeah, I love oh, it. Oh. Sounds like take action, doesn't it, guys? Sounds like take action. It's so cool, man, that um, I always want to just reiterate to people what they're hearing. Guys, what you're hearing from successful person after successful person that comes on this podcast is the same thing, is that there's no magic out there. What there is, is there's hard work, consistency, persistence, and everybody says, man, why didn't I just take that leap of faith sooner? Why didn't I just step out sooner? Because I would have failed faster if I failed, or I would have been successful yes. faster. So, I mean, you, you have two options, but both are good. Like John Maxwell, who's a you know leadership trainer. I don't know who, if you know who he is, but obviously a really oh, well-known leadership guy. And he says, you never fail, you learn, right? And so, you know, it's all about just stepping out and taking action. Eric, this has been an absolute and amazing podcast, man. One of our best, if not our best, because you have Ooh. given such <laughs> tangible advice. So, so appreciative of your time. I know our audience, guys, re-listen to this over and over again, because I'm telling you, I listened to it, took notes for myself in my own company, listening to Eric speak. Eric, tell them where they can find you, where they can connect with you. How do they get to know you? So share with them how they can get to know you and find you. Uh, two things. Uh, number one, the best way to start a conversation with me, obviously, will be Instagram. Uh, so you can look for me. It's uh, Eric Goals Global. Obviously, that's my goal. <laughs> so that's my Instagram. <laughs> Eric Goals Global. Uh, that's one. And um, actually, the second thing, Luke, I've prepared for your people is um, the strategy that I just shared with you is actually part of an ebook that I've created for all my followers. Love it. Um, so, do I have the permission to share with them a- abso- the ebook? Absolutely, it's- man. So, the, the title of the book is www.doubleyoursalesin2018.com. Doubleyoursalesin2018.com. I just shared one strategy today with Luke. There are seven others that you can start taking action. Uh, they are all offline strategies, so you can go ahead and give it a try. And then let me know if it works. I love it, guys. And we'll put all this information to find Eric and the link to his ebook all in our staypaidpodcast.com show notes. So go to staypaidpodcast.com if you're uh, wondering where you can find him as well. So we'll put every link to get to you guys to get to in touch with him because he is really going to give you a lot of gold. I've been following him for a while now. So, guys, I'm going to end with this. Yes, yes, he follows me. He comments on my gym post every morning. I love it. It actually inspires me when you comment on my gym post. So that shows you the power of engagement. Yeah. (laughs) Shit, I was supposed to do it and I didn't do it again. (laughs) 
<laughs> so guys, here's what I'm going to close with. We always close with actionable advice because this podcast is not just about us getting on this podcast and sharing our journeys. It's trying to give you actionable advice that you can take action on in your business today so you can you know, start living that life of freedom sooner rather than later. And my actionable advice to you guys today is do what he said, call your clients, meet them for coffee, meet the people in your sphere, whether it's at the gym, at church, and ask them, if you had an expert in real estate, if that's your industry, finance, if that's your industry, whatever your industry is, if you had a friend that was an absolute expert in this, what questions would you ask them and what would you want to know? Because that is such a tangible, practical application that you can literally take action on this week in your business, which will give you content to start posting on social media, start creating these eBooks that he's talking about. So do that in your business. Guys, please go on iTunes, Please rate the Stay Paid Podcast. Please give it a five-star rating. Please comment. The reason why is we do all of this for free. We want to share this with more people, and the only way it's going to be shared with more people is if you rate it, you review it, you share it. Please go to staypaidpodcast.com. Give your comments so we can learn from your journey. We can learn if, you've tr- if you're trying these strategies, where your successes are, where your failures are. Imagine, guys, if we come together as a community and we start really sharing and talking with one another a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, five thousand people can learn a lot faster than just one person sitting on a podcast. And that's my desire for Stay Paid. So, guys, I'm going to close out with telling you this the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action. So, take action in your life and in your business today and make it a great day. Thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm.